All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are back. Chat with a rat, episode seven, with Mr. Art Zager. Say hello, Art. Hello, Art. <laughs> um, I will start out by asking you the same question that I ask everyone first. Um, how long have you been doing comedy for? Um, I've been doing comedy about. Uh, about nine years on and off for the most part. Uh, took about a year break in, but uh, in that interim, but for the most part, about nine years. Like a year total, or a, a year like all at one time. Like about a year total. Like uh, stopped doing it for about so so and so amount of months. Okay. Go back into it. Yeah. 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 <coughs> all right. And so what was what was it like whenever you were doing comedy? You were doing comedy in Lakeland that long ago? Yeah, like I uh, started off uh, just doing random open mics in Lakeland. What was it like back then? Well, who was was there any of the same people still around back then? Um, not really that I see like now, like post pandemic, but it would be like a lot of the same people like uh, beforehand, like uh. Uh, James Skinner was a guy that I met early on who, like, uh, he's actually the one who gave me the best bit of advice when I first started off. Okay. Um, there was, uh, let's see, uh, Forrest Cunningham, uh, he was, uh, when I, like, pre-pandemic, he was pretty consistent. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember when he was doing it. Yeah. Uh, but for both part, like, a lot of the guys going to the Lakeland Open Mics now, they're, uh, Mostly people who usually either started, like, post-pandemic or moved to Lakeland, like, around the same time that the pandemic right. was starting, that sort of thing. Uh, of course, Dino's just, he's always going to be around. Like, yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. there from the start. He's always going to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I, when I asked him on the last uh, podcast how long he'd been doing comedy, he said he remembered doing comedy, what did he say, back in the early 90s or yeah. something? I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. Um what what places had open mics back then? Um, when I first started off, uh, it was really just uh, there was this place called Tony's Studio B that was uh, in downtown Lakeland. Uh, yeah, I remember that name. I don't think I ever went there. Yeah, it was like a little uh, wine and uh, I want to say it was like a charcuterie uh, type restaurant, but they also did like a little dishes and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, it's a pretty cool place. Uh, it's where I met a lot of like the musician friends that I still hold dear to, to this day, like Anaset. That's when I yeah. first like really got to know her. Uh, Casey Brown. I first met him there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely I know him. Yeah. Absolutely love me some Casey Brown. Whatever happened to him? Uh, he is currently living. I believe he's still in Washington. Uh, okay, yeah. so I moved away. Yeah, yeah. He moved a couple years back. I want to say like yeah. I used to see him around all the time. Oh yeah, like. Uh, Last time I saw him, he came back uh, into town a few months back, I believe, and yeah, it's great seeing him. <laughs> right on. Yeah, he used to host over there at St Tony Studio B sometimes, and when I first started out, I was doing like a, I hadn't found out who Art Zager as a comedian was, so I was just trying random shit to see what stuck. 
Right, right. And, like, it started off trying to be, like, a Bill Hicks or George Carlin type where I was just doing, like, very political stuff. Right. Found out that wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I tried doing, like, character stuff where it's, like, I pretend to be someone else on stage and stuff like that. And it's, like, okay, this isn't for me. <laughs> right, right. Casey, Casey loved all of it for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> right on. It's always good to have those people that, like, no matter what you're doing, they, they, lo- they love it. <laughs> yep. And, uh. Yeah, it was pretty much just that, and then uh, found Pink Piano, uh, just uh, right by accident, pretty much. Just a friend of mine was like, "Hey, I'm look looking at this place that does open mics. You want to come down and check it out?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah." And then just started doing comedy there. Okay, yeah, I remember uh, Pink Piano having open mics like a long time ago. <coughs> I remember. Uh, I think maybe I was like just hanging out at Slammers or something, and then like I just happened to like go over there for some reason, and they were having an open mic, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" Because <laughs> uh, there was just like some dude up there like singing and like t- like music that was playing like on, uh, like yeah. over the radio or whatever, and I was like, "What is this?" It was really weird, but yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess they've been doing it for a while there. Oh yeah, like a. I think I started... Well, because it used to be, like, DCs, right? Yeah, it was a DCs... Did they do open mics back then? I believe they might have, because there's this other guy, um, he and I did stand up for a little bit together, a name Moni. Um, He is fucking fantastic. I'm trying to get him to do some more stuff, hopefully. Um, But uh, he had done some comedy at DCs when... Like like before it became Pink Piano. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Um, so a little before my time doing comedy, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Has it been that long since it was DCs? Uh, yeah. I guess Pink Piano's been around for a while. Yeah, because I think I first started doing a comedy there like 2015, 2016, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um. So um, let's see here. What, why did you decide that you wanted to try to do comedy in the first place? Um, honestly, like, uh, when I first graduated high school, I had decided, like, okay, I'm just gonna try to be a writer, and, but I had always loved stand-up comedy, like, even when I was younger, like, uh, I would watch a lot of stand-up specials just for fun, just to be like, okay, I have nothing to do. I'm going to watch uh, this random special from this comedian. Like, right. That's how I found guys like uh, Ed Byrne, Jimmy Carr, Billy Connolly, guys that like really big in the UK. But didn't yeah. yeah. But uh, so I was doing, I was writing this one story and I had gotten a few scripts done and I had heard like a lot of, writers that had said like oh i got my start in stand-up and then when i uh got further with it uh i got writing jobs out of it so i was like oh i'll try stand-up just to see how like just to kind of get me into writing right right and then it worked out like by the third year into doing comedy like i was a comedian who was like just happened to write occasionally (laughs) right right like developed a completely different viewpoint on what i should be doing with myself like that you just reminded me somebody was telling me the other night i can't remember who it was um it was outside of pink piano somebody was telling me 
um, that you uh, have like a comic book that you made. Is that true? Well, not really. Like, uh, I wrote out the. There's this comic book idea that I had. Uh, that I wrote out the script for the first issue. Okay. But I never actually got it like drawn out or anything like that, or got anyone to illustrate it. But I had shown the script to a few people and had gotten some pretty good feedback. From That's it. what they were saying. They said that they hadn't seen it themselves, but somebody had <laughs> told them that it was like really good or something. Yeah, like there. There's this uh, one friend of mine that uh, he was one of the first people I showed it to, and literally any time he gets drunk or around people that he's just mad, he's just like, yo, you got to hear about this thing my friend <laughs> came up with. Like, <laughs> right on. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I could draw, like, illustrate it for you. Yeah. I do a little bit of art here and there. Um, I uh, Let's see. So who are um <coughs> who are your biggest influence which influences would you say uh for your comedy? Well, uh, the biggest ones are like you got your obvious like Mike your Car your George Carlin's, your Richard yeah. Pryor's, your Lenny Bruce's. Uh, I'm a really big fan of uh Emo Phillips. Emo is probably the guy who most inspired the way that I like to tell my jokes and the kind of misdirection that I like to put into most of the jokes that I tell where you think that it's going to be one thing, but it's completely different. Right. Like, yeah. I remember you talking about him the other night. Uh, maybe when we were driving Spitfire or something. Yeah. I remember you talking about him the other day. Um, all right. I mean, yeah, that's kind of uh, what I try to do with my jokes in a way too, is like, I always try to like make the joke look like it's going this way and then it's actually going this way. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like yeah. I think that always works really well. It like really does. Like, even if it's like, Oh, I knew that that was going to go somewhere else. It's never <laughs> like, that's not the place I knew it was going to go. Right. Yeah. Go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so since you've been doing comedy for a while now, uh, what's uh, what's the biggest show that you've ever been a part of, like that you got to perform on? Um, that's kind of hard to say because like there are a couple of because uh, there are a couple shows that like uh, it was like a full audience of like uh, like a bar situation, but the audience wasn't there for comedy per se. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there was this one place uh, called the Blueberry Patch where it was mostly just musicians and then they had set aside like 15 minutes for a poet and the poet went up there, did one poem and then left the stage. And <laughs> they're like, uh, okay, uh, someone else wants to do it, to do 10 minutes, they can jump on the stage. First person to jump up to do something uh -huh. and i was right next to the stage so i just jumped up uh did a, about five minutes to absolutely nothing <laughs> and then i ended with like this comedy <coughs> rap that i had written and yeah everybody loved it and it was yeah i've like, heard you do i don't know if it's the same one but i've heard you do that before yeah, the, the rap like, and it was and it was one of those feelings like because there must have been like at least 70 80 people maybe a little more hearing that many people like applaud something that i did that was the moment when i was like that was the exact moment when i was like okay i 
the writing thing I might need to put on the back burner <laughs> for right now. This is, yeah. this is great. Yeah, this is a yeah. fantastic feeling. Mm-hmm. It is. It's it's always a really good feeling whenever you whenever you have like the whole room laughing. It's it's great. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So. Do you remember what would you consider uh, the worst that you've ever bombed? Ooh, <laughs> See, like, I don't like know if I'm allowed to talk about <laughs> the worst that I've ever bombed because uh, it might get you kicked off. <laughs> but uh, let's just say it involved me including a thing I shouldn't have included <laughs> in a room full of people that uh, did not appreciate what I included. I <laughs> yeah, see. That's yeah. all I'm going to say on that. Oh, no. Did you get beat up? No, I didn't get beat <laughs> up, luckily, but it was complete <laughs> silence, and then I literally got played off stage before I even got a chance to <laughs> go past it. Like, yeah, it was a... Uh, lesson for anybody who ever wants to <laughs> try doing stand-up, uh, don't just randomly decide you're going to do stand-up on acid. It's not going to work out for you. <laughs> yeah, probably not the greatest yeah. idea. <laughs> Plan uh, it out first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, do you ever, like, knowingly write out a joke, knowing, like, knowing that it's going to go over people's heads? Uh, sort of, kind of. Like, uh, the way that I kind of view the way that I write jokes is that if one person gets it, that's great. Uh-huh. And if 10 people get it, that's amazing. I love it. Right. Like, uh, there was a period of, uh, there was a period of time where, um, during the 2016 election where I was at pink piano and every week I would do like a five to 15 minute bit on three presidents at a time and just come up with like, uh, different jokes about all of them and stuff like that and yeah. it was always very hit or miss because it's like oh I don't fucking know about John <laughs> right. Quincy Adams what are you talking right. to me about right yeah I heard that, that you used to do yeah, something like that where like uh, you you would pull or somebody you'd have somebody else pull like a president's name out of hat or yeah, something like that like and you just do start doing comedy about it or something yeah it eventually uh, became that because after I did the 2016 bit I was like how can I still incorporate it into it? And then uh, my friend Winter, he had he had this idea of like, what if you just had people pick a random number and then you do a joke about that president? And I was like, that's a fucking great idea, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and it, that's honestly insane that you know all like <laughs> that much about presidents. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know how it started, but like, ever since I was like five i've always been the kid who knew about every president like uh one of my earliest memories is when i was in kindergarten they were teaching about like the different coins and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. uh they went over like oh who's on the penny oh abraham lincoln who's on this and this when it got to the dime nobody knew the answer and the and everybody just looked at me (laughs) and i just like timidly said Franklin Delano Roosevelt, <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I uh, so do you ever um, like ha- dumb down your jokes? Not really dumb down, like in the sense of like, because I try to 
shorten some of my jokes just to be mm. like, oh, just to keep it more compact to For sure. keep their attention. But there are some jokes when it's like, uh, if it goes again, if it goes over some people's head, it goes over some people's head. Like, uh, so if you think of a joke and you think like, uh, probably a lot of people aren't gonna get this. You don't. You're just like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. I'm trying to think like, because there. If I'm being objective, there's probably been a joke that I've dumbed down, like, in a sense, but I yeah. can't think of it, like, because even, like, some of the stuff I do, like, uh, about, like, uh, Stonewall, I do a joke about a uh, Civil War general who had gave his arm, uh, whose arm, his arm got a separate military funeral after he died. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you do that. And <clears throat> so I, and in relation, I tell a joke about uh, Lorena Bobbitt. And uh -huh. so there's a lot of times where nobody understands that, but I'm just like, ah, ahead of your time. <laughs> yeah, probably, especially nowadays. Like, probably a uh, younger crowd has no clue who that is. Yeah. Um, I've, I've learned that, too, doing jokes just about, you know, because I grew up watching, like, you know, 90s, 80s, and 90s sitcoms and stuff, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll throw stuff like that into my jokes sometimes, like, like say something about, like, Screech Powers <laughs> or, like, you know... Um, you know roger from doug or something like yeah, that yeah exactly. and and no one like in any time there's like younger people there that are, i can tell they're always like who the hell is that i'm yeah. just like you guys don't know you've never seen saved by the bell <laughs> you know like i don't know it's crazy um but i guess that's it's just i guess we're just getting old oh yeah I mean, that's, that's all it is unfortunately <laughs> yeah like because like anyone from like my like uh like that was around my age is definitely gonna know who Lorena Bobbitt was because that oh was yeah. huge, you know. Yeah. It was almost like O.J. Simpson or something, you know. It was, it was huge, um, but uh, but yeah, probably a lot of these younger kids don't have any idea who that is. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. What is your uh, what is like your your biggest goal like or like uh, not your biggest goal but like uh, like your dream goal to achieve with comedy hmm. I honestly can't answer that question like <laughs> I've I never really thought because usually like even to this day most of my thoughts have always drifted to like yeah and then I'll keep doing comedy because I love doing comedy yeah. And eventually I'll get this writing thing figured out. And then, so it's like all my, and so it's like all my focus, like long-term is always stuck on that aspect. Whereas like with comedy, I'm just like, I'm going to go out to these shows. I'm going to do the shows that I'm doing. I'm going to keep going at it because I, like I said, I love doing it. I love the people that I've met doing it. Yeah. Like, and so it's like, I've never really set any, long-term goals for comedy other than just well it's on more shows uh, it sounds like <coughs> it sounds like that uh one of your uh dream goals would be to to write comedy for somebody <laughs> well not for somebody i or like a show maybe or yeah, something yeah because that's that's the thing i've been working on for longest than i've been doing comedy is like a script idea for a tv show yeah yeah but uh, I had one experience where uh, I was writing for somebody else, and it was just like... Yeah, I wouldn't want to write yeah. for another comedian. Because oh, uh, yeah. I feel like I would be like... 
Well, this is I feel like I would be watching them perform the jokes and be like, <laughs> I could do this better. Or like, that's not how it's supposed to be, you know, or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, Yeah, like, this one was more of a, like a, like a book thing. Like, oh, like okay. Like ghostwriting yeah, for somebody? Like an, yeah, and it was not a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think I'd want to do that either. No, <laughs> and then, like, uh, I was, I remember uh, I was reading, uh, <laughs> I think it was either the Wikipedia article or just a genuine article of Rod Sterling, the the tw- the guy. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and in his early life, he had done like a uh, writing for different studios and stuff. And I was reading that, and I'm like, oh, maybe that's something that I could look into doing. And then immediately after that, it said it had a quote where he was like, yeah, I did that. I hated it. Nobody should ever do that. <laughs> Believe in your own stuff. Just go for it. <laughs> I'm like, well, Rod, thanks for the help. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if uh, well, if he didn't do Twilight Zone? That yep. would have been cr- such a shame. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that man is a genius. He really was, man. Like, he's like, that's like one of like the people that I've always, my whole life, has, I've like looked up to that guy. Yep. Like, just a fantastic writer as well. Like, just yeah. so good. Amazing. Um I, uh, let's see, I asked you that, I asked you that, um, what's, who is, uh, a famous comedian that you can't stand? Uh. I never really liked to delete it all. Like, okay. nev- I can never really get into his comedy or, yeah, like, um, it's not really a lot of comedians that I hate. It's just like, oh, they're they're funny, but it's just not my sort of thing. Like, I like Michael Shea, but he's not my favorite. I like uh, I like Sam Kennison enough, but he's not my favorite. I wouldn't go back to watch any of his specials again after like so many years and right like yeah that. like uh but yeah pretty much the only one i could really think that i just had an immediate <laughs> like bad reaction to was delia That's <laughs> the only one I can yeah i'm not a huge fan of his either um occasionally i'll see something of his and i think that's funny but like not i'm not a, a giant fan either yeah. um i uh had something i was gonna say about something that you just said oh um i've noticed that a lot of there's been like a lot of uh stand-up specials that i watched like a long time ago and like i used to think they're like the funniest thing ever i thought yeah. i was like this is like the funniest shit and i'll go back and watch it now and i'm like eh, really, that wasn't that funny yeah really. and like i don't know if it's just because i've seen funnier things now so that doesn't seem as funny anymore right. or like i don't know i don't know why it is but uh, there's a lot of specials like that, that like i'll go back and watch them now and like that wasn't as funny as i remember it being oh, yeah. and of course i've heard it already too so th- that makes it not as funny yeah. but i think it's more than that because there is there is some specials that i've heard on and then i'll watch them again and it's still hilarious oh, you yeah. know like mitch Hedberg, i can watch a million times and it's still so funny like um and uh, like Bill Burr is hilarious yeah. to me. Like every time I see him, it, it, he just always makes me laugh, even if I've seen it before. You know, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why that is. I wonder what the, what that. I well, think it is just because maybe. Uh, 
you've seen funnier things. S- say what you're trying I to know, say. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I think it's also like, uh, I think it's a mixture of you seeing funnier things and also just like, uh, as you get older and as you uh, get introduced to more stuff, like slowly your own particular taste and your own style changes. Like, oh, for and sure, I think yeah. that it's the same with like music, movies, like uh, TV shows, like music that I listened to when I was in middle school or high school, like looks i listen to it again and i'm just like oh my god i listen to that yeah <laughs> what yeah what's wrong with me you're I- right you're right and you know i've never really thought about comedy in that same way as that but i guess it is the same you know in a lot at least in a lot of ways uh you're probably right because definitely there's bands that i used to listen to um and I used to be like, dude, this is the sickest <laughs> band, you know, or like, this is like the heaviest band or whatever. And like, I'll listen to it now. And I'm like, I don't, I don't remember this being way better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and like so a, maybe. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan. And I, mm-hmm. and I remember, I remember when I was like a really, really young kid, like in the early 2000s and uh, every, uh, I had a point I was going. Like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like when everything seems real, you're just like, oh, I can really get behind this. Like everything makes sense because I really want to see this guy uh, get hurt. I really want to yeah. see this guy beat this guy. But then as you get older, you're like, wait, did I, did I really get excited to watch a guy get his testicles hooked <laughs> up to a car battery? Like that thing that I was excited <laughs> to see. Like, right. <laughs> Uh, wrestling wrestling has always been something that i could just never get into i uh i know my dad told me like whenever i was little like i remember i think like wrestling was on tv maybe or something i was watching it or something and my dad told me when i was really little he was like this isn't real it's all fake like they're just like acting or whatever so then like after he told me that like i just I couldn't I couldn't like it. I was just like this isn't real. This is like watching like a soap opera of two men wrestling. You know, like it was well, And that is a big problem is like uh, another going back to what I was saying about like as you get older you realize wow, that was really stupid. Like that storyline <laughs> makes no sense. Right. Like yeah, but, yeah. But I always uh, the thing that got <coughs> me into it was the the storylines and the characters and oh, the yeah. gimmicks where like where y- you could actually believe, like, okay, I believe that this guy wants to kill this guy. I believe that this guy wants to just destroy this guy's career or like, yeah, yeah. ruin him. Like, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure that's what pulled in, uh, like, a lot of the fans, you uh, know? Yeah, and, and it's one of those things, like, it's still done right occasionally. Like, I remember uh, a couple WrestleManias ago when they were pushing this one guy named Kofi Kingston, and... The, the storyline was that he was getting screwed over every time. And at the same time, a lot of, like, the smart wrestling fans who know about wrestling were getting pissed off about, like, God damn it, just give him the title shot already. <laughs> and so when he finally won at WrestleMania, even I was, like, jumping out of my seat, like, yes, yes, he did it, he did it. And it's like, wow, that magic still does exist somehow. Right, right, yeah. What is, so... Uh, who does WrestleMania now? Is because WWF isn't a thing anymore, um, is it? Or is it? Been, uh, they changed it to WWE after the okay. Wildlife Fund sued them. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Because I remember when I was a kid, it was WWF and then 
what was the other one? WCW. WCW. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two like the big things or whatever. Are are either one of those around? Any? Well, um, obviously WCW is dead. Like it, uh, is it? WWF bought them out. Like so, did those like wrestlers go before. over to them? Some of them did. A lot of them just because I know like to sit out home and then never heard <laughs> from again. <laughs> right on. Because I know I still see Sting on stuff sometimes. I don't know if it's, if he's still doing it for the same guy or what. Or uh, what. Uh, he was with WWE for like a little bit, but this was in like. 2013 2014 mm. like well after the point when he should have gone over there like. uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on um so <laughs> yeah probably change the subject i can make yeah you and Corey need to start up a wrestling <laughs> podcast you guys can just sit and talk about it all night long oh man like <laughs> oh that'd be the smart comedians like i don't know like, i don't figure it out <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so here's a question i love asking everyone um who is the worst comedian you know personally oh me no you can't say that that's a cop out <laughs> <laughs> I let one person get away with it. I'm not. Uh, I won't let anyone else get away God with damn it. it. Someone's stealing my gimmick. <laughs> Everyone tries that. Uh, uh, well, well, that's the thing. It's like I don't want to. Because the, the worst comedian I've ever seen was someone that was barely a comedian. So I don't really like yeah, count yeah. it. Like, right. The, there's this guy that when I first started off fantastic piano player amazing piano player and he did like a lot of like a old school music like a old frank sinatra tunes or like right on that's cool yeah did he sing also yeah and it was really cool like and he also did what could possibly be called stand-up comedy (laughs) where all he did was he would do abbott and costello or monty python sketches but formatted as stand-up comedy. Uh, so, yeah, that's real bad. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> It was really bad. Uh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I like the guy. I really like him, but it's just like... Yeah. Well, I mean, that, it, it sounds so like he has talent in other places, yeah, so he'll be fine. Yeah, it's just like, no, this is, this is bad. <laughs> I don't want to be <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. Um... What do you think about um, all of the uh, musicians lately that have at, at uh, Pink Piano that have just randomly been getting up there and trying to do comedy? <laughs> have luckily, you seen any of them? <laughs> luckily, I haven't seen too many of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm of the mindset, <coughs> like, it's weird. I'm of the mindset that, because uh, I, like I said, I started off stand-up just for lack of a better term, as a lark. Like, just to be like, oh, this is going to be my way to get into writing. Mm -hmm. But I think as long as you end up taking it seriously, because I learned, like, after my first bomb, like, it was, like, my second set that I ever did. Yeah. I had to learn very quickly, like, no, this is this is difficult. This is something that you have to take seriously. Exactly. And that's what I really like. And I'm very supportive of anyone that wants to get up and try it, you know, Um but, but it's re- when there's arrogance involved yes. or when there's like... Yes. And that's why I really like watching people do it because I feel like a lot of times these people are very arrogant and they're like, that looks easy. I can do this. So they just get up there and, and try to do it. And they always do the same thing. They're just like, let me tell this story that happened to me the other day. I'm yeah. like, that don't work, bro. And <laughs> <laughs> unless it was a very funny story yep. and they usually aren't, 
they're like naming people by name in the story. And then they're like, you know, like, oh, and then Josh was saying blah, blah. Yeah. And then everyone in the crowd's like, who the hell are you talking about? You know, like. <laughs> or like, uh, I remember when we did that, uh, there was, uh, when Law when La La Land was doing the open mics yes. for those two two shows. Yeah. Uh, the guy who went up on the first one and he's just like, I didn't prepare anything, so just give me something. Give me a phrase or a word, and I'll make a joke about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it was like it was commendable that he tried it. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, yeah. Neither both of those guys that went up were not good. And like the one guy, they're like, "Oh, this guy's famous on TikTok," or, and so and like, he, <laughs> and he's like super funny, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then he went up and w- had nothing, bro. He had nothing. And it, it's one of those things. Another thing I kind of realized is that uh. I realized that I'm I'm somewhat decent at doing stand-up comedy, but I can't do improv to save my life. Like I'm, I feel like I'm naturally like witty, mm-hmm. but I'm not like improvisational witty in terms of like right, like, not like super quick. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think like, I, I can am make up either. Puns really. like a like a madman, but yeah. I can't translate that into improv. I don't think I'd be great at it either, honestly, because I don't I am. I am the same way. I, I can come up with some really witty stuff, but I'm usually not like that with it. You know, it usually yeah. takes me a second. So I don't think I would be super great at it. Um, so I agree. Yeah, and also, <laughs> like, I, I remember uh, I tried out for one improv group, and uh, uh, James Skinner, the guy I'd mentioned earlier, he was auditioning for it as well. And we were doing this improv game where it was a guy hosting a party and everyone was attending the party and we all had different roles or like different like statuses or whatever it was called. Yeah, like a and like a who's line it is a anyway yeah. type of deal, yeah. And he had to guess like what we were. <coughs> and my person was like an anti conspiracy theorist where I believed that everyone who had ever died was actually alive. Okay. <laughs> and so before we got started, like, it's like, okay, he'll start off, then somebody knock. So he's doing, like, okay, I got the chips, I got the soda, I got the pizza. This is weird food to be serving after my mom's funeral. <laughs> so my brain immediately went off, and I was like, I got this. Knock, knock, knock. And he answered, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? What have you been doing all day? And I said, oh, nothing, no, nothing really, just hanging out with your mom. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't say it with a straight face. Like, I was just, like, doubling over. <laughs> and, and James is just standing there like, this fucking unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, though. Um, so uh, so who, who do you think is the best comedian that you know personally? Ooh, that is the hardest question mm. because uh, uh, I love uh, I love S- Stephen Henry. Stephen Henry, I would put yeah. like definitely top five. Yeah, uh, he's funny. I, w- I think I've had a few people say him. Yeah, um, I love Taurus. Taurus, uh, Rio Paris. I love that guy to death. Um, I don't think I know that guy. Oh, uh, Rio is just one of the best guys. Like I, I love him. He's so funny. <laughs> like, right on. Uh, there's too many to name. That's the problem. <laughs> like, pretty much most of, like, a lot of comedians that I've met, I absolutely love them. I think they're fucking hilarious. Joe Latham, he's fantastic. Uh, 
I love uh, Rashad Baker, of course. I love Yeah, him. Rashad's funny. Always funny. Yeah. I love the... There was this one comedian, though. Uh, I, I've i only seen him, like, twice, but those two times I saw him, it was fantastic. Uh, I was a... Uh, it was the first <coughs> show I ever put on for Pink Piano, and I had heard good things about this guy. Uh, I think Steven had recommended him, and I was like, okay, I'll put him on the show. Mm-hmm. And he... Uh, did like avant-garde comedy is the best way I would describe it. Okay. Like uh, when he st- so Moni and I were sitting in the back, and when he started his set, he started off by taking a bunch of a roll of caution tape, and he wrapped it around the bar at Pink Piano while people were still sitting at the bar, and he just <laughs> wrapped it around the people, and he was just like, "You've all been drinking too much. I'm closing off the bar." <laughs> <laughs> and Moni and I are just sitting in the back just like what are we watching and and at one point he goes on the piano and he starts playing like this really beautiful melodic piece like a ballad and he says I, w- I wrote this song for my mom I hope you guys like it he plays for a little bit more he holds a note and then he just goes <laughs> And then he keeps playing while he's crying, like bawling his eyes out, playing the piano. And most of the bar is just silent. All you can hear is just Moni and I in the back just dying. (laughs) Just going, this is the greatest man I've ever seen do comedy. Do you remember what his name was? Jake Brown. I love Jake Brown. That was so great. Is he still doing it? I believe he is. I'm not sure if he, like I said, I've only seen him that once and another time, but... Uh, I believe he's still doing comedy. Not sure if it's that exactly, but right I think on. he's still doing comedy. Oh, well, good. Um, yeah, I. Uh, so, like, so did he do like a lot of like, like prop comedy type of stuff? Kind of like, <coughs> like subliminal prop comedy is how I would kind of describe <laughs> okay. it, where it's like. Not carrot top where it's like obviously like <laughs> oh this is a thing but yeah 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 has you know what I don't think I've ever watched an entire performance of carrot tops yeah. I've watched like a couple minutes here a couple minutes there yeah. I don't think I've ever watched one all the way through so I, that's honestly like and like I feel that's how I am with like him Gallagher like guys who kind of have that sort of like fast-paced uh, yeah like it's a i bet that's not as easy as it looks oh yeah though. like you gotta like because that's a lot to keep up with yeah. like with all those props and the different like i bet that's a lot harder and i don't think people give carrot top very much credit but i bet that that's actually not very easy it's probably yeah. pretty difficult I ma- yeah and <coughs> i imagine like especially when he first started off like with doing it like having to remember like every single thing having to be sure you grab the right thing for the right yeah thing, like in such quick su- succession like exactly yeah 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 I, d- I don't think it looks easy um i feel like i could see where people would think that just watching it like oh this is corny or whatever yeah. and it is corny but it obviously has worked for him and i don't and i think there's a lot more behind it than it looks like there is exactly like <coughs> and he makes it look easy which is a probably a talent in its own um 
and the dude's jacked, so <laughs> <laughs> that's always gonna help. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell him that <laughs> that I wasn't a fan. Be like, yes, you were hilarious, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one, no one talks shit to Carrot Top on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you seen that video of Mike Tyson punching that dude I, in the face? It's one of those things where I don't even. It's like I don't even have to watch the video, but <laughs> I can just picture what happened in my head just by like looking at still images. Like the guy had it coming, bro. <laughs> The dude was asking for it. He was, like, standing behind him and just, like, talking mad shit nonstop. And, like, Mike Tyson, like, the video cuts, like, two or three different times and then turns back on. And the guy's still right behind him <laughs> talking shit. And, and Mike Tyson's just, like, sitting there, sitting there. And then finally it cuts and <laughs> turns back on and he's just punching the dude in the face. I'm like, what did you expect, bro? Like, first of all, Mike Tyson's not the most level-headed person. <laughs> like... I don't know, man. That's <laughs> that dude was asking for it. Yeah, and it's like it's it's one of those situations where it's like like personally I think that most situations don't really require violence. But yeah, at the well, same course. time there is some there is like this feeling that I have that there are some people who unless you fucking hit them they won't learn a lesson because <laughs> right. no one's been able to talk since them yet <coughs> fair enough yes that's like, true probably like i have a i've met multiple people where it's just like they consistently consistently get into trouble or consistently like just get into shitty situations with other people yeah and they just could keep continuing to do it like, yeah and it's like what's it gonna take what is <coughs> Right. Does it take violence? And it sucks that I even have to ask that <laughs> right. question. Right. Like, yeah, I agree. Because it shouldn't. It, really <coughs> it shouldn't. Sh <coughs> it shouldn't. But I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with some people. Some people are just. I don't even know if violence would would do it because well, I don't know. I believe that there's just a. There's a portion of people that they reach a certain age and they don't grow up past that age. I agree with you, man. I actually was just saying something very similar to that to my therapist, like, not too long ago. I was like, it feels to me sometimes like I meet people, and and it seems like more and more now, <coughs> I notice it whenever I'm older, that some of these people just seem, even though they're not, they act and just seem like they're like, young teenagers like they're like 13 yeah. or like 14 like that's where their mentality just like stopped there or something exactly. and it's so bizarre it's such a weird thing and i notice it all the time with people i'm like how do you really think that way yeah. you know like or it's <coughs> like uh, when when people just make like completely completely stupid decisions where it's just <laughs> like even pe like if you even gave it a moment's thought, you wouldn't have done that. Right. Like, <laughs> like there's this uh, there's this a uh, guy that I used to watch religiously uh, called Nash. He had this program called What the Fuck Is Wrong with You. Okay. And it would just be him reading like <coughs> old news stories about like weird things that happen across the world. Right. And the amount of times when it's just like, oh, uh, so and so. But like uh so and so won five million dollars invested in meth. <laughs> and it's just like you had five million dollars, my man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um just like people just 
I don't know. <coughs> yeah, people make really poor decisions uh, <laughs> on the regular. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to ask you, I don't think uh, you've ever told me um, that I can recall. Uh, what do you do for work? Uh, currently, nothing. Oh. Uh, currently, just odd jobs. Uh, just. Well, you but you were working somewhere yeah. a lot not too long ago, right? Yeah, the last job that I had, <coughs> I was working at like a little coffee shop in the Hard Rock Casino. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I never knew that. That was a job. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. You worked like really weird hours on that job, didn't you? Yeah, it was a very sporadic. Like usually, I worked like night times, and it was weird, like like sporadic, like which days I worked, which days I didn't. Uh. Was it open 24 hours? No, it was open until 11 on the weekdays, midnight on the weekends, like right up until the last month or so that I was working there when all the staff started quitting. Uh (laughs) Fair enough. Because the casino is open 24 hours, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I thought so. Um, I I thought so. I've only been there a couple times. I try to stay away because I have the worst luck in the world. Uh, (laughs) Pretty much the only reason I would ever go back there again is just, like, if there was a concert that was going on that I'd want to go to. Uh, yeah, I went there and saw Sugar Ray. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Uh, that does sound like a sentence. Like yeah. yeah that's going <laughs> to the Hard Rock Casino <laughs> to watch Sugar Ray. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> it was the weirdest show, too, bro, because it was just them. <laughs> It was just them, like they, like all they played for like a, I don't know an hour, hour and a half, something, like that. and then that was it. That was the whole show. Yeah. I was like, oh, "There's no openers or anything." Yeah, like so a, bizarre. Like a, my mom, she still works there, uh, and uh, I think it's either tomorrow or Tuesday. Uh, Counting Crows is performing by themselves. Yeah. And then the day after is Limp Biscuit by themselves. Maybe that's just how they do shows there. That's yeah. so weird to yeah, me. It's like, Cause it's like, it's a pretty like smallish venue. It is. Compared to like, yeah. And it's hard to find. Like I walked around the casino for probably like yeah, almost like, go forty-five minutes before. Like, yeah, I, I by security. <laughs> I asked like probably three or four different people that worked in there. I was like. Hey, I'm trying to get to the Sugar Ray concert. <laughs> Could you tell me where the like the stage area is? And they're like, "Yeah, you go down there." And you, I'm like, "Okay." So I'd go, and then I, th- I couldn't find it. I'm like, "I don't, I don't know." So I asked somebody else. They'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You go down this way. I'm like, "Okay." And then still couldn't find it. Finally, like, I, it was weird, dude. I, I, I would have never found it on my own, yeah. ever. It's, it's strange. Yeah, I was like, it was. It's a fucking weird place. <laughs> it <laughs> is. It's like a labyrinth in there, dude. Um, right on. Well, I see the camera's been turned off for a while now. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Any shows you have coming up or anything? Um, I uh, believe I am hosting the Pink Piano Open Mic on uh, Wednesday, April 27th. Uh, nice. We got an <coughs> open mic uh, the... I believe second Tuesday, second Tuesday in May at the Parrot, we got an open mic hustle, bleh, hosted by Russell mm-hmm. Mania. That's how talking works. <laughs> um, we got uh, <coughs> just uh, random open mics, uh, all that fun stuff. Right on. Yeah. Uh, you rest got escapes my mind. <laughs> Do you have any shows coming up that you're on, or no? Not um, right now. Not that I know <coughs> of. Uh, 
I'm uh, hosting a couple things at Pink Piano relatively soon, like uh, hosting a graduation party uh, or performing okay. at a graduation party, I should say. Oh, that's cool. Um, I'm uh, hosting a, a show for a Central Florida project, a really, am a really amazing uh, musical act from Polk <laughs> County. You guys <laughs> should check them out. So Central Florida project on yes. Spotify. And also, they're very supportive of comedians. Oh, so yeah. They're very cool. Fantastic guys. Like yeah. Um, uh, I think that... Well, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that you were doing that. That's yeah. rad. That's when is that? When is their show? Um, I believe <coughs> it is the first Friday of May, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, first Friday or Saturday, I want to say. Okay. Um. I'll uh I'm doing a show at Pink Piano next month on the fourteenth, I think is the show, yep. I believe. Um me and Corey Hilliard and Alex uh Boyce is on it. LJ Brock is hosting. Um and some other really funny people are on it too. Um so that should be a good show. Looking forward to that. Um and I'm not sure what else uh, yet, but hopefully some other cool things soon. Um, that's all I got. Uh, anything else you want to shout out or anything? <coughs> um, no, no, nothing I can really think other than uh, just uh, support your local comedy scene. Hell yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, it was a pleasure having you on, sir. Hell yeah, it was a pleasure being here, man. Nice. Uh, until next time, folks, this has been Chat with a Rat. Good night.